first scoreboard. The old firm through the decades. Some call it the greatest derby in the world. It is certainly the game that divides a country. When Celtic play Rangers, Scotland holds its breath. It's life or death to Celtic Rangers fans. Would you have signed for Celtic? No. Would you, Peter, have signed for Rangers? No chance. Absolutely not. Henrik was, um, you know, I call him a freak of nature. You know, 242 goals in 315 games. You know, that, that is just freakish. For me, it's the best Rangers team of all time that we were up against, and that's the biggest compliment I can pay those guys. When you walk in the doors, there's a special aura. When Graham left, David Murray actually just said, what do we need here? And we all said straight away, is that man there? Our challenge, when, when Graham came in, was to put Celtic off the, the top of the league. I don't care who we lose at me. See if you win a sign for us, you can't lose at me, Rangers. I'd have given the world the old firm is beyond anything I've experienced and ever seen and all that as well and you don't know how it is until you actually experience it yourself each family hands down the mantle supporting their particular team and that'll carry on forever Super Scoreboard the old firm through the decades 0141-951-1025 It's time to talk football It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard On the eve of one of the biggest Scotland games in recent memory The national side have flown out to Serbia for tomorrow's Crunch Euro playoff final Captain Andy Robertson says they're taking the hopes of a nation with them And regrets must not be brought back According to manager Stevie Clark. I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Andy Halliday and Mark Guidi Yeah, one sleep to go, Gordon 22 years ago since we've been at a major tournament It's in black and white tomorrow night you either win or you lose We're either going to the Euros or we're not There's no middle ground And for Steve Clark and for Andy Robertson And the rest of the guys We wish them all the very best As a nation we're all set to get behind them And I think we're going to do it I don't know what Andy Halliday thinks But what you think Gordon But I've got a wee feeling We're just Our time's here We're going to go over the line He's going to try and play it cool But he bounced into this studio He's pretty much got his face painted He's he's, he's, he's a man that's been gripped By Scotland fever I can see it in his eyes I remember the last time I was gripped with Scotland fever Was the Scotland-Australia rugby game I think it was the quarterfinals Of the World Cup But yep Tomorrow hopes of a nation Obviously 22 years of despair Biggest uh, biggest game for the nation In 13 years Players and staff Are obviously 90 minutes away From becoming national heroes So yeah, echo what Matt says We wish them all the best tomorrow night Bring it on 01419511025 That's the number you need to get in touch with the guys tonight Let them know all your thoughts Whether you've got nice tactical suggestions Or team lineup ideas Or even you're just panicking And the nerves are going through the roof And you want to share it with the guys We'll do that as well It can be either a football forum Or it can be a bit of therapy You decide 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB do you get that sense Mark Guidi That despite Times Life being a bit strange At the moment I know it's away from home So perhaps The the, the fact that fans can't go Isn't affecting us The way it might If it was at Hamden uh, Do you get that sense Of anticipation As, as building Because we, we know That international football Over the past decade or so Maybe not Everyone's cup of tea But do, do you start to, to feel it now That everyone's really Getting behind the team On this occasion I, the, 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 It's in there As Andy says We feel it um, we're ready for it I mean, We can't wait for tomorrow night it's, it's on Sky TV It's now on free to air 
uh, as well It's just a shame that the Tartan Army can't be in Belgrade um, for tomorrow night But we absolutely feel it, we're all talking about what's the starting 11 going to be We're probably all pretty sure, I would say about 8, possibly 9 of the starting 11 Just one or two positions uh, up for grabs And we just hope that... Um, Hope we can do it. It's, it's 22 years. We, we can't be talking 24 as we try and get to guitar. But honestly, Gordon, I've just got a, I've just got a wee. I genuinely have got a wee feeling we're going to do it. Andy, we clearly go into the game as underdogs, but not massive. Let's not kid ourselves. We're not up against one of the absolute elite sides in in world football. But they're good, and that that's what yeah. makes us underdogs. Is that almost an ideal level for us? Because Scotland don't tend to do so well as favourites, um, but at the same time, you don't want to be, you know, complete underdogs yeah. against a team that you've got no chance. Yeah, I think with the the style of play that Steve Clark's adapted, I think that you know this game maybe suits that that type of style and that sort of underdog mentality uh, mentality. But like Mark says, we all have a feeling that that you know we could do it, and that's that's all set, uh, that's all credit to to what Steve Clark and the players have done. I mean, the team's unbeaten in eight, six wins, two draws. And you look at a Serbia team that. That haven't won the last three home matches. The last time they won a home match was against Luxembourg, three two. It's hardly the you know the biggest nation mm-hmm. in the world. So they do have quality players. I don't think we can kid ourselves, ourselves about that. But you know, I I'm the same. I've I, I'm 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 severely optimistic. Oh, shall we no. say that? I'm hoping we can. It's do the it. hope that kills you. Hopefully not this time. Right. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five on the lines at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Let's get stuck right in. Plenty of build-up between now and 8 o'clock And of course we're on tomorrow We're going to be on all night tomorrow uh, Taking you through everything that's happening in Belgrade But give us a call right now Let us know how you're feeling Are you are you confident? Are you nervous? Are you somewhere in the middle? Uh, and what about that team? That's the big question Who's going to line up for Stevie Clark's Scotland side tomorrow? He's telling his players to make sure they leave Belgrade with no regrets As they look to achieve that Euro 2020 dream the Scots are looking to end that 22-year wait uh, to qualify for a major finals when they take on Serbia, as you well know, and the manager is uh, he's looking forward to. It. There's no point in us getting carried away with ourselves. I mean, as a nation, we've been here, uh, we've been here often before. I, I never quite got over the line. So this group of players, as I've said many times, understand what's at stake and understand what's needed to get the get the job done and, and get over the line this time. When you go into every game, it's obviously a message that you want to make sure that you you leave everything out there on the pitch. This game with the magnitude of the game is is probably where I don't need to say that because the players will understand that if they come off the pitch with regrets they'll they'll never forget that night. So you go out there, you do your best, you give everything you can and hopefully the footballing gods give you a little bit of luck, smile on you a little bit and you get the right result. Stevie Clark always strikes me, Mark, as a, a manager who comes with a a degree of calmness And I wonder if that's actually mm. Going to be suitable here Because we associate Scotland You know with You know getting right up for it And all being, You know super motivated And all the rest of it But let's be honest that Players playing at that level They shouldn't need any help Getting mm-hmm. motivated for a game like this So actually mm-hmm. might, might it be the opposite Might it be about finding a, An air of Kind of Calm mm-hmm. Quiet confidence mm-hmm. So that So that you don't let the occasion Overwhelm you I, I think you're spot on uh, Gordon That's one thing about, about Steve uh, Clark he, he can remain calm he keeps his focus I mean there's only once or twice Since he's been up here You've kind of seen him You know No lose the plot But, but you know what I mean He just like Step over the, the, the line a wee bit Some of the times it was, it was more than understandable But yeah In the dressing room tomorrow night At half time Well it goes to extra time However you can see that And, and with the run of clean sheets With the run of uh, The unbeaten run that, um, that the nation has been on he's, he's got a big part to play in that In terms of his mentality And his leadership That he shows to the players So yeah, as much as I love the old, yeah, come on, let's get into them and Bonnie Scotland or that, 
maybe just Steve Cam, Steve Clark's nice, calm, methodical approach is exactly what we need to come five minutes before kick-off tomorrow. Let's bring in Simon, who is from Kilmarnock. He's giving us his thoughts on tomorrow. Simon, how's it going? Hi, good guys. Uh, hope you're all well, Mark, uh, Gordon and Andy. Yep, good, thanks. What are you thinking um, ahead of tomorrow then? Yeah, obviously I'm, I can come from it from a little bit of a Kilmarnock perspective, being a Kilmarnock fan and seeing um, Steve Clark's teams up close. Um, my, my head and my heart are drawn really between what I think the team will go with. I've got what I think the team should be, but I think Steve Clark will go a couple of different ways. I think obviously Marshall will go in goals. I think that's that's undeniable. The back three for me would be McTominay, McKenna and Tierney. I think that gives the best balance. Uh, Tierney's playing well, but I actually think with the way Steve Clark uh, likes loyalty amongst his players, I think he might actually stick uh, Gallagher in instead of McKenna. Um, then I think it'll be Palmer at right wing back. I know I said that about O'Donnell, but I think Palmer's just a better player. Uh, I don't think O'Donnell's had a great couple of seasons. Last season at Kelly, and I don't think he's been overly great at Motherwell. And I think the mid- midfield three should be McGinn, Armstrong and McGregor. That gives a bit of solidity and a bit of attacking. And we're obviously Robertson at left wing back. And then Lyndon Dykes. And I actually think that I heard somebody say this yesterday in uh, Gordon Dale shot it down, but I think he might go with Ollie Burke. I think he saw the, the winger in Ryan Fraser before, saw that it worked really well with that sort of pace off Dykes, and Griffiths isn't fit enough to play, so I think that I could see him actually going with, with Ollie Burke and tasking him with running off Dykes, trying to hassle the, the Serbian defence and, and see if he can uh, you know open up some space for the other players. I've got a couple other points about Steve Clark's Kelly after that, if you want to yeah, abs- absolutely. That. Andy Halliday, has Ollie Burke got a chance of starting this game? Well, I was going to say that I think Simon's reading reading his team sheet off my piece of paper because he started to bang on for what I thought. But uh, I think the midfield three personally will be Ryan Jack, um, John McGinn, and Cal McGregor. I don't deny that Stuart Armstrong's on in, in great form in the Premier League, as is his, uh, his club Southampton. I just think that midfield three have, have played. You know, a number of games now under Steve Clark it seems to be the, the, the midfield three that is preferred and uh, you know I, I fully expect to see Ryan Christie uh, playing off Lyndon Dykes tomorrow I think it was going to be a toss up between between Ryan Fraser and, and, and Ryan Christie especially off a, a Ryan Fraser's performance last, last month but uh, I mean the thing is you know, these people that we've mentioned depending on how the game's going you look at the bench you've got your Stuart Armstrong your Lee Griffiths your Ollie McBurnley your Oliver Buck so you know, Steve Clark. I think he touched on it yesterday in his his, uh, his press conference. He's he's got a headache, but it's a good headache. Mm-hmm. And you know, depending on how the game's going tomorrow night, these players might be introduced. Simon's thrown up some great dilemmas, and he's almost shown the thinking. I think that's going through everyone's heads at the moment. So at the back, he's gone for the same as you. I think Andy Haldy, you showed me your bit of paper. He's gone a back three of McTominay, McKenna, Tierney. Simon then acknowledges that what's Declan Gallagher done wrong to, to, to you know to to drop out of that. And there's Liam Cooper, mm-hmm. who's the Leeds captain. How, what, what, what's your, what's your thinking on that? Yeah, uh, I mean, what's Andy Considine done wrong as well? It's, uh, it's difficult, but it's the nature of football. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, we spoke about it you know, when I was on the show last month that you know, Steve Clark and Scotland would be delighted to have Liam Palmer in, in the squad. Steve, Mc- uh, sorry, Scott McKenna in the squad. So, uh, you know, these these a couple of these players, uh, especially Andy Considine, got an opportunity because of uh, obviously personnel being missing and. And took his chance and, and showed that he's more than capable at this level. But I just feel like I think that that uh, Kieran Tierney and, and Scott McTominay are a certainty. I think uh, you know for that other that third centre half, I think it's a toss up between the three. Mm. But I, I can see him going with Scott McKenna. What a 
What a debate it is, Mark, because if if it's if it's loyalty and having done the job previously, it's, well, it's mm-hmm. Declan Gallagher all day long. Mm-hmm. If it's who plays at the highest level, it's Liam Cooper, mm-hmm. and if it's maybe a sort of personal favourite, it might be Scott McKenna because he tends to he does tend mm-hmm. to favour him in the past. I'm just looking at Andy makes the point about Andy Considine, but he came in, you know, as a as a sort of you know one cap, two mm-hmm. caps. Whereas Declan mm-hmm. Gallagher, I think, has now played as the last. Did he play all three of those? I think, I think he played he all three yeah. and, and yeah. maybe even the games I think he's before the that. Last five. Yeah. So I wonder if that is that a sign. What would you What would you do? Uh, I I would go McTominay, McKenna, and and Tierney. Right. So but, what what puts McKenna above Liam Cooper then? Because if it's not about loyalty, so you've taken Declan Gallagher out of it. What what puts McKenna above Liam Cooper? Well, I was just going to say you could you could probably put Gallagher, McKenna, and Cooper in the hat and pick one out. I don't think there's. A, 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 they're all very good, but I don't think there's an outstanding one in terms of one being ahead of the other two. I would definitely go McTominay and Tierney and, and fit in another. One thing we know, whoever Steve Clark decides to go with, he will choose a team based on what he thinks can deliver the right result. It won't be about sentiment. It won't be the fact that they played the last game and they've turned up for all the squads and somebody mm-hmm. pulled out. It'll be about... This is a, this is the way Serbia, we think, are going to line up. This is the strengths of the striker. This is who I think are the best equipped to deal... Uh, with the job So whoever it is It will be what Steve Clark thinks Is the guy to get the result And, and sentiment and loyalty Will go out the window It's about the men For the job On the night But the good thing about that Gordon As we've all been saying Since 6 o'clock tonight Regardless of who he picks We know that the other boys Are going to be on side with it They'll take it And they'll be supportive And if need be To come off the bench They'll be ready But um we just got to trust in Steve Clark and That he gets it right well, He says he's still deciding Over his starting eleven. At the start of the week, I had I had many, you know, because the boys who missed out last month, obviously for, for different reasons, uh, were replaced by players who came in and did very well. So for me, was maybe a few more hours less sleep, thinking about team selection or whatever, and looking at the lads in training, see see who's there, see who's good, see who's maybe a little bit off colour, uh, but f- I can report that everybody was good, so it made my selection even more difficult. So yeah, one or two positions. Probably even now, still mulling over in my mind, but it doesn't matter who I pick. The living that start and the, the five substitutes, if I need to use five substitutes, we'll all be ready. Simon, what was your second point you wanted to elaborate on? Yeah, um, just quickly, um, the reason I think McKenna deserves that is because of the physicality going up against Mitrovic. I think that's the where he just gets a slight edge over Cooper for me. But um, yeah, so I've heard quite a lot of criticism on the show and in other places about Steve Clark's. Uh, Scotland side about being overly negative, defensive, things like that. And I've heard quite a lot of people saying, you know, he's going with the Kilmarnock, he's trying to turn Scotland into Kilmarnock or he's going with the Kilmarnock formation. I hate to break it to people, but Scotland are the Kilmarnock international football. We have no divine right to win any game of football. We've got no divine right to beat teams of, I know Serbia are probably the similar level as, but they have a lot of really good players. We've got no divine right to go to Belgrade tomorrow and win that match. I think, as we've said, that Serbia are the clear favourites gone to the bookies. But, you know, Scotland, when we beat against France, you know, obviously in lockdown, they started playing the games again and you could watch them back. Those were ugly games of football. They weren't fantastic at all. It was a bit of magic from McFadden, that goal from Caldwell, and the rest of the game, from a Scotland perspective, was really ugly. But nobody really talks about that. We talk about the fact we got the result. And I think that's that's what's going to be important tomorrow. Having seen Steve Clark up close, as I said, you know, the big game, 
the biggest game he had as a commandment manager the final day of the season against Rangers that was as nervy as it comes went down to a penalty in the last minute that they got it through but he always has that way of just dragging teams over the line and just getting that and I have that confidence that I never really had with other Scotland managers and definitely never had with a lot of other commandment managers that Steve Clark just knows what to do and just can get it over the line and that's why I'm actually quite confident tomorrow I think it'll be tight I think it'll be nervous it might go the full way but I think Steve Clark's just got got that something and like you said earlier the calmness I don't know if that's what it's going to be when in a high pressure situation that added level of calm that just helps the players get over the line but yeah um, <laughs> I wasn't nervous until today I finished my lectures for the week and I hadn't thought about it and then today I was off I'm off tomorrow and I, that's when the panic started setting in but I, I just think Steve Clark has got enough and I think we'll ju- I think we'll just sneak it one thing he, he, he does do Simon I've watched a lot of his Commander teams A couple of years ago When he was in charge And you can see the same With Scotland And I don't mean this In a negative way Because I think Commander played some Really entertaining uh, Football too But he drills in A mentality of First and foremost Defend Defend for your lives Try and keep a clean sheet And build it from there And then once you're solid The forward line That, that you're up against You frustrate them You tackle them they, they, You let them know They're in a game You try and upset them You try and niggle them um, and then you, you build from there and let your flair players and your middle to front players win the game. And I think you can see that with Scott. You're right. A lot of it's been ugly. A lot. Of, one of the games that the Israel game was turgid to watch. One of the worst mm. games you could ever possibly watch. But that said, we got the job done. And because of that, we're in tomorrow night, and we're all looking forward to it. And we think we've got a, a chance. So first and foremost, it'll be about keeping that clean, clean sheet, keeping Mitrovic, keeping Tadic, keeping those boys as quiet as possible, and then. Maybe allowing your 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 McGinn's and uh, your Lyndon Dykes and McGregor's even like Robertson to, to to get up the pitch a wee bit more and things like that. So we'll wait and see. I take Simon's point obviously, Andy, about you know kind of being hard to beat, and he called us the the Kilmarnock of world football. But looking at some of the midfield options we've got, is that not a frustration for some people that they think, well, actually, why can't we go and try and impose ourselves a little bit yeah. on, on a game like this? Yeah, I, I mean, I take both of Simon's points, and I fully agree with the first one. I think. You know, Steve Clark took over the job when Scotland had conceded. I think it was five or six against Belgium, three against Russia, and 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 just looked all over the place at the back. And I think for the for the sort of since the second or the third game since he came in, we've always seen a steady improvement defensively. And I think over the last two or three games, we've seen us you know steadily improve in possession as well. What I, I don't necessarily agree with is saying that Scotland have no right to go and beat a Serbia. I mean, in that case, a Northern Ireland, a Wales, an Iceland, they've got no right to qualify for a major tournament. So. I think that, that Steve Clark's came in and improved the team, improved the squad. But looking at the personnel within our squad, I fully expect Scotland to be in these types of positions. I know we've not done that for, for X amount of years, but I, I mean, the amount of players that we've got that play in a, a European level, um, the amount of players we've got that play in the, the top flight in England and do very well and flourish down there. So I think Steve Clark's getting the best out of the squad right now, which is what, what's important. And, and in, in terms of the how the games have been to watch, I'm 90 minutes away from a major championship that we've not been in 22 years. I couldn't care if it's the, the worst watch in the world as long as he goes there and does the job which he's done in the past for Kilmarnock and Scotland. Top man Simon, thanks for giving us a call tonight. 0141-951-1025 if you want to agree or disagree with what you're hearing so far. Talking about players that play at a high level, the obvious one, the highest level, Captain Andy Robertson. Some very, very interesting words from him and you can hear them next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
Andy Halliday and Mark Greedy are here waiting on your calls 01419511025 It's only one subject on the minds tonight Scotland's game in Belgrade tomorrow If you've got some outside of the box domestic football issue that we've not thought of By all means get it in But I think everyone is trying to mastermind the plan uh, For Stevie Clark's side in Belgrade tomorrow So get your calls in We are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB And a quick look at Twitter Doesn't even need to, to scroll Just shows you the size of the selection dilemmas that Stevie Clark has For instance Gordon Wilson says I reckon Scotland should play with the same back three As the last two games Why change it? Makes sense mm-hmm. Matt says Gallagher has to start against Serbia He's been awesome And the dig at the back we need And then Liam says They're actually struggling to pick a centre back For Scotland tomorrow night Between Gallagher and Cooper On Clyde Super Scoreboard He then puts a wee laughing face That's his way of showing That he thinks it's a silly debate yeah, um, Yep, And he says uh, One is the captain Under one of the best managers on the planet Playing in the English Premier League And playing well The other one plays for Motherwell He says mm-hmm. Bill <laughs> I know, you're not, I know you're not happy Listen it doesn't matter Who you play for It's about who Steve Clark Thinks is the best man For the job And Declan Gallagher Hasn't let Scotland down The past two or three games He's been part of uh, Of clean sheets So if he gets a nod Look the, the bottom line is, is Steve Clark's just said there He's seen them Every day in training He's seen them About the hotel What kind of You know Their characters How they're looking you know, Some some, Andy will know better than us Some of these guys As it gets closer Steve Clark might see a change He might think The nerves The colours Kind of draining out their body So it's all those things To take into account It's not just about What we see 90 minutes On a Saturday There's a bigger picture yeah. To all Particularly for a game of this Because there's no margin For any So like we say Whether he goes Gallica McKenna Whoever Whether he goes Palmer O'Donnell Right wing back Whether he goes Lyndon Dykes Or, or Lee Griffiths up front Whatever he decides mm-hmm. to do I've got to trust He's doing it for the right reasons To get the right result Yeah I think uh, Not only that I mean Lyndon Dykes Plays for QPR He was at Livingston last year Olympic yep. Burnley was signed for, for £20 million and plays in the Premier League with Sheffield United so I don't think club should should come into mm-hmm. any factor of how you're going to select the team I, I, listen if Declan Gallagher doesn't play tomorrow it, it's harsh because he has done really well for Scotland but ultimately Steve Clark's got 90 mm-hmm. minutes to pick the team he feels is going to get us into a major mm-hmm. championship and I think personally he's going to go with, with Scott McKenna Cause, well, that's the thing that's the third name because Oh, the tweets there the, the tweet that came in there is, is kind of having a laugh About the Gallagher Versus Cooper debate And he's right Cooper's the captain Of an English Premier League team But you've picked Scott McKenna Rather yeah. than him So explain that decision In your on, mind on, Honestly I, I've not seen a lot Of Liam Cooper I watch a lot of football But I, I, I can hold my hands up And say I've not seen a lot Of Liam Cooper And I'm sure he's He's a superb defender Playing in the Premier League As captain of Leeds But I think Scott McKenna Has been a a solid, very good defender for for club and country since he's mm-hmm. since he's came into the national setup, and I think it's, I think he's a player that that Steve Clark tr- uh, Steve Clark trusts, and I I I just see him going with him tomorrow night. It's listen, it's it's good to be even having these conversations because I mm. can't remember the last time everybody's been so involved in a in a Scotland yeah. game talking about a team selection. So it could go with any of the three tomorrow. Uh, I just feel he's going to go with Scott McKenna for the physicality and the, the experience. Because I mean, I, listen, that, j- joking aside about the Motherwell thing, obviously that doesn't matter because the, the tweeter is is absolutely correct. If you if we were picking a team and this was our first ever game and Scotland had never played before and you get that squad for tomorrow and you look at it, you're you're picking the Leeds captain all day long. Mm-hmm. But you can't just pretend that the last three games and the clean sheets that we kept didn't happen, can you? No, exactly, and uh, I mean Liam Palm, Liam Palmer, and Stephen O'Donnell's the same. Stephen O'Donnell's came in the last couple of games and done really well, but uh, again, I feel as if Liam Palmer's back in the squad, and I think he's mm-hmm. going to be one that plays. So, 
It's uh, it's going to be difficult for for whatever player is left out tomorrow. Uh, but I'm sure they realise the bigger picture and what the nation's obviously trying to achieve. Well, let us know what you think. 0141-951-1025 Twitter at Clyde SSB. Andy Robertson says he's ready to try and take Scotland to that major tournament and make the dreams come true of a generation who've never seen their country qualify. Don't we know it? He says he's heard countless stories from the good old days. He wants to bring that enjoyment back. I wouldn't let myself think about that until um, it's done. It's not. You know, it's not worth thinking about. Of course, that's the main goal. But, you know, for me, being captain of my country, captain of these boys that are with me today is, you know, the proudest thing that I'll, you know, ever do in football. And, um, you know, I, I carried it with that all the time. But, you know, I'm not letting me think, you know, walking out of Hamden or whatever, that's, you know, something that's well in the back of my mind. And I'll focus on that hopefully Friday morning um, when it's when it's a reality. But like you said, I was four the last time Scotland got to um, a major tournament and my whole generation has missed out and seen Scotland at major tournaments. And, you know, you look back on old videos and talking to family and stuff, how good Tartan Army used to be and, you know, at big tournaments and stuff. You know, I've heard it from, you know, I remember my manager at Liverpool said how fun they were in Germany when he was a little boy and stuff in the World Cup. So that's all been missed and we know how big a fan base we've got. We know how passionate they are and we want to see them at a major tournament. And, we are the next group of lads that, that can go and achieve that and we need to hopefully carry that with us because it definitely gives you an added incentive tomorrow night to, to make the people happy and to make five million people back home put a smile on their faces. Let's bring in John, who's got some thoughts ahead of the game tomorrow. How's it going, John? Hi, guys. Hi, Andy. Uh, Martin Gordon. Hello. Hi, first, can I make a wee point first to you, Andy? I know you're a right Rangers man, Andy. I'm going to get slaughtered with my mate. No. Fans but I'll tell you, mate, you're a brilliant pundit, by the way. You can be dead impartial. I must give you your, I'll give you your You're not like Alec Ray Right anyway <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, a, you're, a, you're a good pundit mate Show your quality I must admit I'll give you that man He's a big hearts man now Remember John That's the thing That's the key And that's even worse <laughs> <laughs> I need to come in here more often I get more praise on here Than I've ever done in a football pitch He usually calls you Uncle John though Doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You get that five anyway, Guys no but Right guys See I, 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 We spoke Gordon and I spoke last night And Roger And yourself Gordon that this team have said they're good, right? But as you said, the, the reason they're there, the same, they're the same sort of boat as us coming in the back door. So I, I think the players we've got them all up, we must go for it. And going back to the debate with Gallagher and that, right? I think Gallagher should play them all and I think he will play. And I mean, as I say, I know maybe it sounds stupid. I didn't, I'm glad we didn't sign Scott McKenna at Celtic, although the frailties, I mean, maybe that's going back to haunt this comment. But I really think Gallagher must play them all. And I, I, I actually feel sorry for Considine them because he's come in and done well for his guys. But I, I honestly would play Gallagher them all because he hasn't let us down. But I would, my point was, to go for it the morning because we've got the players that have played Dyke, uh, uh, Christy off Lyndon Dykes and would you call it Jack and McGregor as a holding boys and uh, would you call it Christy along with would you call it um, Joanne McGinn and I think we should go for it the morning because they're a good team but they're not they're no world beaters you know what I mean I just want to think you think mm. we should go for it mm. I, I, I mean on, on your point about your first point John about Declan Gallagher if, Def, if Declan Gallagher gets an odd tomorrow night don't have a problem with it Like I said the, the, the guys You can make an argument Make a case For all five Of the, the, the central defenders And there's, and there's only three of them um, Can get picked uh, You know One thing that will be key To to who he goes for Steve Clark Is you know Being able to cope With the physicality Of, of, of Mitrovic Because he's a He's a hell of a unit So you've got to be able To cope with that Who thinks the best man For the job And then we, we got the pitch If you're talking about The two holders And then playing with like Two number tens If it's um uh, McGinn and Christie in behind uh, Dykes McGinn's probably I think a wee bit better coming from, from deeper 
But we've got good options And we do The good thing about the team What you want to try and do In a one-off game Can you keep a clean sheet? Yes we can Can you score a goal? Yes we've got the ability In the team to go and score goals Do we have good options On the bench If we need to turn it around Whether it's to defend a lead Or go and try and get an equaliser Or a winner We can do that as well So I think we get into the game Tomorrow night In a good place John And I think you know Without getting carried away Because Seba are a right good side But you're right they're in the playoffs for a reason They're good But they're certainly not unbeatable You have to say Andy though the, the success If you can call it that The relative success we've had in the recent games The reason we are feeling a bit more confident about this Has been built around being solid at the back First and foremost Yeah, yeah I think that that's you know one of the main reasons We are unbeaten in eight and, and won six games But uh, I think going into a, a 90 minute game You know it's a one off tie To see who gets the major championship I wouldn't expect any Wholesome changes instead of your style of play going into the game. So I feel like expect Scotland to yeah, sort of adapt the same style and you know try and defend first and foremost. And but you know, like John says, we do have the players that that can hurt Serbia going forward. And on this debate then about you know that sort of guys that have done it before versus guys that are coming back in, I, I take it for you listening to both of you. You think that Kieran Tierney's the guy that, that you know it doesn't he, he breaks that argument. He's coming yeah. straight back in regardless. Yeah, I mean, listen. You know, it's a set. People are saying it's a settled back five. It's a settled back three centre halves, whatever it is over the last two games, and they were good performances, good results. But you know, Kieran Tierney's played at the the highest level for a number of years now. He's got he's got these big game experiences, and not only that, you know, he's he's playing for Arsenal every single week, and and he's probably one in of the position. first in that yeah. position, and he's probably one of the first names in the team sheet for Scotland whenever the games do come around. So I think that he certainly breaks that that sort of mould that he's definitely going to be when it comes. In Andy Robertson's well. the best player that we have. And Kieran Tierney's the second best player that we have, in my opinion. So, and it's just unfortunate they're both naturally left backs. If you like to best, but but Kieran Tierney is playing in it as a left central defender of a three. We Arsenal, he will play tomorrow. He will start uh, the game. And that's good, that isn't it? Because it's taken a little bit of the heat out of that debate. You know, for a while people were saying, or some people were saying, just pick one of them because there's why are we trying to pick two left backs. Well, actually, Kieran Tierney, if he plays left centre back tomorrow, he's literally playing the exact same position he plays for Arsenal. So, yeah. probably helps us. Uh, John mentioned Mitrovic. Um, I think on the line we had our Serbian journalist on last night, Andy. He called uh, Tadic the the Serbian magician. He said he was the one. You've obviously got Mitrovic, Milinkovic, Savic from from Lazio. Uh, Kolarov would be a bit of a household name. You do watch a lot of football, like you say. What what's your kind of what are your fears? Who are the main men? Well, first and foremost, was he Serbian this time? Or he, <laughs> listen, see if you heard this guy. He, he was Serbian, all right. Uh, so no, listen. I, I thought it was like something off the Eurovision. Even opened up by saying greetings from Serbia. I thought Scotland were getting nil poire at one point, but anyway. No, I mean individually, you look at their team. They, they, they've got you know international and European class players. I think Dusan Tadic is someone we're, we're familiar with playing in the when he was yeah. playing in the Premier League with Southampton and and the stuff he'd done when he moved to Ajax, obviously. And, you know, not only you never mentioned Alexander Kolarov, somebody that's played at the highest level for for a number of years. I think he's thirty five now, so maybe maybe not quite got the legs that he did. But you know, I, I, I you're trying to look at a Scotland point of view and, and look at the players that we've got mm. that can try and hurt them. So no doubt that Steve Clark and his staff have, have done their homework and, and the players are well aware of the the, the threats that Serbia are going to pose. But I still think we have the players as well that can hurt them. Uh, Andy Robertson acknowledges that they're carrying the hopes of a nation over to Serbia He wants to use that to their advantage He believes there is a feel-good factor after recent results And is hoping that can carry on into the game 
we take a hope of a nation onto the flight today and take it over to Serbia and we hopefully use that as our advantage tomorrow and hopefully use that as motivation if there's any added one needed. But, you know, the lads are the lads are ready. We can see that all week that, you know, a big game's on the horizon and we need to put in a, a performance that can hopefully make this country proud. You know, it's eight games unbeaten, which is, you know, very good and People can question some of the teams we've played and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, you have to you have to win the games. And you know, times gone by, we might have you know dropped points in some of them. So, look, we're eight unbeaten, and like I said, hopefully come Thursday night, we're nine unbeaten because that means we've done our job. And um, but look, we've got the confidence. We last month was big for us: three three clean sheets, three you know, obviously the winning penalties, and then two big three points in, in the Nations League. And then we take that, you know, not enough times passed to, to lose any of that. So we bring that confidence in. You can see that on Monday, everyone's got a smile on their face and everyone's ready for the game ahead. And, and that's why we'll we'll take that feel-good factor over to Serbia and, and hopefully that, that's still there come, you know, Thursday night, Friday morning. Right, the mindset of, of the players, Andy, listening to Andy Robertson, they're talking about, you know, the hope of a nation. It's 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 quite intense stuff. It's quite heavy stuff. And on one hand, I mean, that's great that that could inspire you, but can that act as a, a hindrance as well? How, how do players strike that balance between knowing what's at stake and being bang up for it, but not getting burdened and, and overweight you know, by it all? Uh, I mean, sometimes I think the fear of losing actually helps you. I think that actually drives you on in, in these type of games. And, you know, Andrew Robertson, somebody that's played in two Champions League finals now, he's, he's won the Premier League with Liverpool, so he's got a, a, you know, a vast amount of experience. But I think, you know, They'll realise that if it doesn't go obviously as we want or, or, or as we plan, there's going to be criticism. But at the same time, they realise they're one game away for mm-hmm. doing what you know nobody's done for 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 22 years and that in their 90 minutes away for mm-hmm. being heroes. So I still think that that and obviously the fear of losing will drive them on tomorrow night. The one thing, Andy <coughs> Robertson, I think we'd, we'd all agree with certainly he's world class. He's he's a he is a proper world class player. And we're very lucky to have him. But just listening to him there, Gordon as well. What a great ambassador Brilliant. and a great yep. leader he is for a for a country. A credit to himself, to Liverpool Football Club, the whole ethos at Jurgen Klopp's what in. It's a Kendall Gleeson influence that Kenny's had on him for his family. He speaks brilliantly. He can be trusted. A great guy to have about the place. And when you hear him, he's not saying anything silly. He's not going overboard. But listening to him again, it just helps with that quiet confidence yep. of the nation. It's brilliant. Thank you very much That was John on the line This is a great time to call Because we're going to get some travel Which means you could be up next So it's 0141 951 1025 Give us a call right now Just before we move on Something slightly away from the football uh, But something we're trying to help out with this week That I'd like to tell you all about Meet the Match Day Volunteers With St Andrew's First Aid Scotland's dedicated first aid charity You'll have heard me talking about this all week on the show As we all know, unfortunately we can't get anywhere near games of football in this part of the world at the moment It's pretty tough times and loads of different areas, loads of different people being affected by it Someone, perhaps a group that's been a bit overlooked uh, The St Andrews First Aid Volunteers, Scotland's dedicated first aid charity We're trying to help them out a bit this week uh, To try and get to know a bit more about the organisation and the amazing work that they do Because they've been hit pretty hard this year uh, without the crowd So let's hear from commercial training manager Angie McCappen She's been telling Super Scoreboard all about her most memorable volunteering shift? Probably a Celtic and Rangers game <laughs> would be probably my most memorable shift. It was all genuine accidents. Um, one person was scalped, another person got something stuck in her ear. They got scalped because they were running to the park and um, they were trying to duck to get in. The police officer shouted to me to help her and she was passing out in the corner. And just as that, somebody else tapped my shoulder and this gentleman had 
cut himself. So I was busy dealing with that and dealing with the scalp wound. And then that all calmed down, had a cup of tea. And then this police officer said, I've got a really sore ear. And I looked in her ear and it was a part from my microphone who stuck in her ear. It kind of went from really bad to that we were hee-hawing laughing in the afternoon. If you'd like to find out a bit more about St Andrew's First Aid, we've put some video interviews online. You can hear more from the staff and volunteers and, of course, a link there to make a donation as well. Just go to Clyde1.com. 1025 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Guidi and Andy Halliday here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Every minute that passes is a minute closer to kick off in Belgrade tomorrow night. Are the nerves building? Are you managing to stay calm? Uh, I envy you if you are. Let's hear it. 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, just after seven o'clock, we're going to be joined on the show by the last man to take Scotland to a major tournament. Uh, and after seven o'clock, maybe we'll get some of your stories as well. Are you lucky enough to have been to a major tournament following Scotland in the past? Or what do you remember about watching them on TV? Because unfortunately a full generation of fans can't remember it So why not let us know I'm sure you must have some great stories And after after all these years If, if it's a story that might get you in about a hot bother with, with the wife or with your boss or whatever surely, times Exactly, time's passed You'll be fine to get those stories uh, out in the open So let's hear from you 01419511025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB uh, Scotty Boy says Think Cooper's a better shout Centre back tomorrow Played against Mitrovic in the Championship And English Premier League this year So he has a better understanding of playing against him uh, Mitrovic scored two against him nah, Earlier this season <laughs> um, But you never know Maybe he's Maybe he's learned uh, Franny Boy says Lee Griffiths needs to start Because he's the best finisher In the country by a mile I mean I, I think he pro- possibly is The best finisher Mark But I, I, I'm not convinced I don't no, think Linden, many people Are convinced that's enough to, to make him start the game For me it's Lyndon Dykes All day long And I think Steve Clark Very very cleverly Kind of Took that debate out of the equation Early doors when, when he said Lee Griffiths could be my man If we need a last 15-20 minutes That wee bit of you know, dynamism We know he's not played 90 minutes in a, in a long time I, I, I don't think he's mainly coming off the bench uh, for, for Celtic So I can see that point But absolutely mm. Lyndon Dykes all day long But I think Griffiths will have a part to play And I told you Twitter's always a mixed bag I mean Joyful is on He says I agree with that last caller It's great to hear Andy Halliday on he's, he's, a, he's a great addition And Francis Tom says Tell Andy I've got a fiver on him To get sent off in the cup final There we go <laughs> I told you mixed bag These are like minutes apart as well He's just this divided audience So one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's speak to Ken on the line Ken are you, are you the nervous type Or are you managing To keep it under wraps At the moment Under wraps at the moment Ask me this time Tomorrow night And I'll be a nervous <laughs> wreck I'm telling you You media guys Are partly to blame For that You Sorry. hype up <laughs> Just I wait mean, to the I end even... Of the show Ken I've got a real treat For you at the end Of the show That'll help That'll hype you right up Why are you going to, You got an assassin To go and hit All the Serbian players Oh, no, that's a turn, you've turned it a bit dark Ken Not quite that far But just <laughs> stay tuned You'll hear it at the end Anyway So you, you, you'll be nervous By tomorrow yeah Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's such a it's such a big game. I mean, I'm glad to hear in the Steve Clark interview earlier there when he said that the players are laughing. He said, "I don't know what they're laughing about." He said, "But at least they're happy." You know, I'd rather the players be relaxed and laughing than nervous because I, I think that spills onto the pitch for them. So I'm glad to hear that sort of stuff coming out of the manager and having the manager being quite calm. It's good to have a calm head at the at the, at the steering the ship. Rather than a nervous Nelly, don't you agree? You know, but as for the team, I mean, I've been hearing that, you know, uh, Lyndon Dykes or Griffiths, I would start the two of them. I would rather have Griffiths on from the start 
then bring them on after 60 minutes to try and save us. You know what I mean? If it does not going to last the 90 minutes, bring them on from the start, let him and Dykes work up front, and I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get the result we, that we need with two up front. I mean, loads of people feel the same way yeah. about Ken, but there are probably even more people who just think that, that Griffiths is there for that that emergency If it's one each Or we're one nil down And there's 20 minutes to go And you need a goal He's an obvious man to turn to If you start with him mm-hmm. I don't know do, do, Would you then swap him For a McBurney or something I, I don't know Again it's You know the, the Steve Clark What to go down that partnership I think the, the way I would imagine The game starts out Is that Scotland just want to Be compact And they'll need to You know Withstand a bit of pressure The first 10 minutes or so And, and hopefully grow Into the game And then when, when there's potentially tired legs and, and a wee loss of con- concentration at the other end of the pitch, you bring Griffiths on. But do you know what? He might decide to go with the two. I can't it see sound it. like it. I don't see where it fits. What he's been no, saying. I don't see where it fits to start the game with the, with, the, with the two up front. But like I said, I said definitely Lyndon Dykes all day long and Griffiths at, at some point will come on to, and, and try and make that impact. Is that where, sorry, Andy, Ryan Christie... Will fit in nicely behind Lyndon Dykes because you know that you'll get a real shift off him. So if actually, if we're not managing to impact the game as much as we want going forward, you, you know that he'll he'll do it the other way for you as well. Yeah, I think part of the reason we're talking about how Scotland first and foremost will be solid uh, defensively and, and organising compact. I think Ryan Christie will give you that. He will give you that shift out of possession. But listen, Ryan Christie's still somebody that can unlock the door. So it's not as if you know you're asking somebody that's that, that, to just go out there, go out there and dog for sixty minutes or ninety minutes if. You know, if you're looking at the, the starting 11 that we've got written down potentially on paper, Ryan Christie's one of the main ones that you look at and say he's the one that could provide a, a spark and lock the door or, or put one in for 20, 25 yards. But it's, it's a, I still think it's a huge boost to the, the Scotland squad that, that Lee Griffiths is back involved in. And if they do need a goal, he's, he's, uh, you know, he's going to be the main man to come off the bench and try and do that. Don't take my word for it, or Andy Haldies or Mark Guidi's. If you're talking about men who know what it takes at that level for Scotland, let's hear from Kenny Dalglish. She thinks Stevie Clark is the perfect man to be in charge of Scotland at the moment. He is the national side's all-time top goal scorer, of course, and he's also a big fan of what he's seen from Lyndon Dykes so far. Delighted for Scotland to, for Scotland to be eight games undefeated. There's not many people would have would have expected that, is it? He's got them organised. He's done a summer job at Kilmarnock where he won. Three of the four available man of the year awards in two years. So you knew you were getting a good guy. He was the best man for the job, and I think that's irrespective of the results there. But I think he is the best fella for the job, and it's good that we're getting people back into play now that are a bit better than what we were before. I think the squad's stronger. Yeah, he did. He did well. He slipped a great ball in for Fraser to score, and he scored in the game before it, didn't he? No bad return, is it? It's no bad, but it's a hard slog up there. Just not because we, we don't have much percentage in the possession, but that's what you do with the possession that's most important. And if we keep teams at zero, as I said before, you're not losing many. Ken, are we going to get the job done? That's what I need to know. How confident? Um, 85 to 86%. Okay, I mean, we, haven't, like those we, haven't been, we haven't been Serbia before. We've played them twice. I know we'll draw, and we lost two. We lost two-one the last time over in Serbia. You know, that's, so that's that Hugh Keevan start that Ken. We've only played them twice. Let's not worry about whether we've beaten them before or not. I've lost. I'm, I'm nowhere near the age of Hugh Keevans. <laughs> anyway, you know. <laughs> sorry. Well, you don't. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure it's true. You don't apologise. Yeah, but no. I mean, honestly, we're set up. I mean, I've got McKenna, Constantine, Tierney, Robertson, McTominay, Christie, McGinn, McGregor, 
and of course, as I said, Griffiths and Dykes up front. I mean, if you get tired legs, I mean, you've got Jack, Armstrong, McBurney, just three good players who can come on and turn that game as mm-hmm. well. You know, but I think we've got to go for it from the start. That's why I think Griffiths and Dykes up front have a strong midfield and also obviously play Tierney and Robertson. Probably two of the two of the best defenders that we've got going at the moment. We've got to go for it. We can't we can't hold back. Frighten you off. We've got to go for it. We've got mm-hmm. to show intent and really go for it and try and shock these Serbians and really get the country up in their feet shouting for them. Yeah, I mean listen Andy Robertson there, if you remember when results haven't been going our way recently, it always sparks a big debate about Andy Robertson within the Scotland team, doesn't it? And the question always gets asked, why is he not performing at the same level he does for Liverpool? Some of the answers are quite obvious because he's got very different players round about him. I think even at that, it, it would be nice to see a real top draw performance from, from Andy Robertson, wouldn't it? Lead by the front, be that main man. And I know he, maybe, I don't know how you can take games by the scruff of the neck from, from that area of the pitch. Sometimes it's tough, but. That would, I think, fill everyone with confidence yeah. if you saw him come out flying. I, I don't want to go too far off topic, but for anyone that watched the Liverpool Man City game at the weekend, uh, I think you can't underappreciate how good Andy Robertson actually is. He's, mm. he's a driving force in that Liverpool team, and you know that Liverpool team's won a Champions League. They've won the Premier League, but and he is one of the key men within that. But I mean, you're, you're not going to see, you know, Andy, Andy Robertson's a, a marauding left back who puts in. Probably thirty crosses a game for Liverpool. It's going to be different. He's got a different. Um, he's got a different shift, obviously, within this Scotland team. But you know, being in my opinion the best player, being the captain, uh, you want to look to the type of players to lead by example and perform tomorrow night. But I've no doubt he is because, in my opinion, he's world class. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish football. It's beat the pundit time. It's your chance to win a signed ball and, of course, cash in the bragging rights if you can get one over on Andy Halliday or Mark Guidi it's 0141 951 1025 the lines close at 7 o'clock so you need to be quick your chance to beat the pundit is up next tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Mark Guidi and Andy Halliday are in the building we kicked off hearing from Stevie Clark Andy Robertson debating who should play and who shouldn't play for Scotland tomorrow so if you've got any thoughts on them Keep them coming In the second hour of tonight's show After we play Beat the Pundit We're going to speak to Craig Brown The last man to take Scotland To a major tournament So we'll tap into his expertise And I want to tap into your memories It's been so long That there's a whole generation Of Scottish football fans Who can't even remember Scotland being at a national tournament But I know loads of you will Loads of you went to France Loads of you went to all the ones previously So now's the time to share the stories Do you remember Going away Do you remember watching them on TV Whatever it is You must have some brilliant stories From over the years And now is the time to share them Because we're going to speak to Craig Brown But I want to hear from you For youngsters like myself Who can barely remember it What's it like What what should we be looking forward to If things go well tomorrow Let's hear from you 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football it's beat the pundit time There's bragging rights up for grabs There's a signed ball in there as well Paul is in Blantyre tonight How's it going Paul? Hi, no bad No bad yourself Yeah can't complain Paul Have you ever played beat the pundit before? Eh uh, no I think it's been a bit of a mixed bag this week I think the listeners <laughs> actually did win on Monday Alex Ray lost the signed ball Roger Hanna just got over the line last night So all to play for tonight Hedge are up against Mark Guidi Tails It will be Andy Halliday And it's Heads It's Mark Guidi taking on Paul in Blantyre I think the coins 
Fallen. It's a heavy, it's a heavy one-sided coin. You've uh, not played in a while, actually. Haven't it used you? to be the opposite. It did. It always used to be. Jim, Jim Duffy. Yep. Mm, yep. There we go. You're off the hook again. So let's give Mark Guidi some clay two in his ear, just so that he doesn't know your answers, Paul. I'm sure you've listened before, Paul, but just for the avoidance of doubt, thirty seconds on the clock. Answer as many questions right as you can, and you can pass. You ready? Aye. Good man. Thirty seconds, and your time starts. No. Where did Celtic sign Fraser Forster from the first time? Newcastle. Which Scottish Premiership side are Stranraer playing tonight? Hamilton. Who is Hibs' top scorer this season? Kevin Nisbet. Who left Rangers for Parma in July 2018? Bruno Alves. After Serbia, who are Scotland's next Nations League opponents? Slovakia. Which other Scottish side has Derek McInnes managed apart from Aberdeen? St Johnson. What is the World Cup trophy called? Pass. The Sparta Prague's David Carlson previously played on loan at which Scottish team? Come on, look. Okay, okay. Let's bring Mark Guidi back. Mark, can you hear us? Yep, got you. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've, I can't hide it sometimes. Hugh I, I do this to Hugh Keevens a lot. I've got that look in my face. I'm going to tell you that Paul is either horrendous or he's brilliant. I won't tell you which, but I, I'm guaranteeing you he's not down the middle, right? That's right. all I'll say. Okay. Right. right. Same set of questions to you. Let's do it. Where did Celtic sign Fraser Forster from the first time? Newcastle Which Scottish Premiership side are Stranraer playing tonight? Uh, Hamilton Who is Hibs top scorer this season? Uh, Doidge Who left Rangers for Parma in July 2018? Uh, Alves After Serbia, who are Scotland's next Nations League opponents? Um, Israel Which other Scottish side has Derek McInnes managed? St Johnson What is the World Cup trophy called? Jules Remy And Sparta Prague's David Carlson Previously played on loan at which Scottish team? Okay, okay Good game that Andy held A good game for the neutral wasn't it? Uh, and I'm going to be honest I'd have got steamrolled this week Would you? Aye uh, Didn't think they were up there straight Let's go through them What a game that was by the way First one Where did Celtic <laughs> sign Fraser Forster from the first time? Newcastle One each Which Scottish Premiership side are Stranraer playing tonight? Hamilton Two each You're now getting a flavour for whether David was uh, okay. Paul was, was horrendous or, or brilliant Who's Hibs top scorer this season? Kevin Nisbet Ooh. 3-2 to Paul I feel Who left uh, Don't you get carried <laughs> away just yet Paul Who left Rangers for Parma in 2018? I thought that was tough and you both got it So uh, Paul stays in front by one After Serbia Who are Scotland's next Nations League opponents? Slovakia Paul got it Goes ahead by two Which other Scottish side Has Derek McInnes managed St Johnson Both got it Paul still up by two It is the Jules Remy trophy Mark Guidi got it And Pools won back Sparta Prague's David Carlson Previously played for Kilmarnock Mark got it So did Paul He's done you 7-6 That is outstanding Game of the season Paul Brilliant effort Well done Well done Paul Well done Paul Good man Paul Mark, you don't mind losing to that, do you? Seven, no, six. I'm still raging. <laughs> <laughs> no, good on him. That was a good contest. <sighs> I must admit, after the first few, when, when Paul went, when Paul went six in a row, I thought, right, we've got a, we've got mm. a bit of a game in our hands I, here. Very it, good. It was the speed, uh, the mm. answers as well. Yeah. I, I got five of the first six, and then I blew up. I didn't get five, seven, or eight. Paul, that was great. I enjoyed that. Well done to Paul in Blantyre. Mark Weedy losing out 7-6. We don't get many of them Very on good. Beat the Pundit. Your chance. Uh, it'll be easier tomorrow night, trust me. Gordon Deal and Mark <laughs> Wilson are here, so you'll be fine uh, to give it a bash tomorrow night at the same 
time Speaking of tomorrow night We're on all night I don't exactly know uh, what that means I'm sure we'll come off at some point But we are always kicking off at six As you know uh, We're going to stay here till after the Scotland-Serbia game as well So uh, that'll be good fun We hope We hope it gets the, the right outcome as well 01419511025 in the phones At Clyde SSB on Twitter We're asking you for your memories Your experiences of Scotland being at a major tournament Let's get excited For those of us who are too young to really remember it Let us know what we could be letting ourselves in for Even better Did you go? Did you go away to some of these trips? We want to hear all the stories As a family show Bear that in mind Um, If you remember watching them at home Or whatever it may be Get in touch with the panel And let them know Now I'm delighted to say We're joined live on the lines By a man who certainly knows What it's like to go to A major tournament with Scotland Because he was the last manager to do so Craig Brown Craig thank you for joining us How are you? Yes good thanks I'm happy to join you Yeah great to have you Craig I'm thinking about Tomorrow specifically I was just wondering about that, that last game The qualification game To send you to a major tournament What's it like? How much pressure Are the team under tomorrow? Well yeah They're under a bit of pressure Particularly in our time Because it was expected You would qualify uh, In our time Because we were used to qualifying But now You know There's such a hype That we might qualify And therefore It's not really an expectation It's really It's a hope More than expectation That we're going to qualify and I do think we've a chance, and, and a good chance. But you know, you can imagine that, uh, that I was told when we went to, for example, we went to the European Championship in England. I was told if we don't get there, it's in England. You're sacked. <laughs> you know, Ernie Walker didn't mess about. <laughs> and and you know, you had the pressure was on you then because it was such a common occurrence for Scotland. Now. It's a marvellous ex- achievement if we do qualify, but it was more a disgrace if he didn't in my time. Yeah, and now that you've had, unfortunately, Craig, it's so long to look back on because you know we've not been there, and, and I'm sure you've been asked about it many times. What's the what's the abiding memory now after all this time to look back on at France '98? Well, obviously, the abiding memory is the satisfaction that you give the nation, and the whole nation is up for it when you're in a major tournament. It's quite incredible. You know, the ticket scramble for a start, and then the sale of replica strips. Everybody's going on a Scottish strip in, in those days. Now, you hardly ever see a Scottish strip with the kids. And, and you know, the, the adults were wearing the, the Scottish tops. So the sale of replica strips was through the roof. The attendance at coaching courses and at kids' football courses was great. And I think the success of the national team really gives the, the, the game and the country a huge boost. I think I've got to see the women's team getting to the World Cup there. The, the women's football has taken off in Scotland and they're very enthusiastic about it. And, but I think the main reason for that is the success of the national team. So we're hoping the Scottish men's team will do the same. Absolutely. Have you, have you spoken to, to Steve Clark recently, Craig? Well, no, not not in the last uh, two or three weeks. But you know, I, I was laughing. I, when he got the job, I'll tell you a good one because he knows I'm I lived in the air and I was kind of a soft spot for Air United. And if you've a memory, Air were putting out the were put out the Scottish Cup a few years ago by Auchin Lake Talbot. So I said to Stevie, you know, I was joking with him when he got the Scotland job. I said, Stevie. And I really like him a lot And he's got a good sense of humour I said, Stevie, what was it like Being manager of the second best team in Ayrshire? <laughs> he says, the third best Did the Talbot not beat your mob? <laughs> I thought that was a great answer Absolutely. So, uh, I think he's a smashing manager I think he's, he's a real football guy if, if anyone is steeped in football It's Steve Clark And he's, uh, I know, don't know his dad But his, his father's the same And his brother Paul, I do know uh, From his time playing at Kilmarnock The whole family 
is football mad and you know this this guy deserves to succeed because he's totally committed to Scotland and to the game We've all well, like I said earlier, Craig, it's only people of a, of a certain age, but certainly the three of us remember, you know, France '98 and Brazil and, and leading the team out. Those great, great pictures. That's what's at stake for that group of players tomorrow. Just how rewarding is it if if they can get over the line? Well, it's fabulous, and uh, and and you said rewarding, and people think when you say rewarding, you think money. Money doesn't that never come into it. When I no player said to me, "What's the bonus?" or anything like that. They just wanted to do it for Scotland. I do notice, incidentally, that uh, I read somewhere, and I think it'll be probably quite accurate, that Serbia are getting 100,000 a man, 100,000 euros a man to, to be us to qualify. Uh, now, uh, I've got to say, uh, that's not huge money to these guys because that's about a week's wage for most of them because seven of the team that beat Norway in the, in the semi-final of the playoff played in, in Serie A in Italy. Now, these guys that are playing with the top Italian clubs will be earning that kind of money. But they're getting they're getting a huge bonus to, to beat uh, Scotland. And uh, I think our, our guys will be in about 20 quid to win. The <laughs> 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 you know. But, no, I think uh, it is a, it's a very rewarding experience when your team goes to a major tournament. And uh, it's, it's a different world entirely from just a normal international because the hype is incredible, the ticket scramble is unbelievable, and they, of course, the, the the thrill for the fans to go and support the team is quite considerable. So, you know, I do hope that we get to to see Scotland in this final that we're trying to, mm-hmm. to win the game tomorrow to get to. What are, you, what are your thoughts specifically on the game tomorrow and, and Scotland's chances within it, Craig? Well, I, I was saying to folks that you, you don't underestimate Serbia. Serbia was part of the former Yugoslavia, and Yugoslavia had a fabulous team. Now, a lot of the Yugoslavian very good players were Serbian players. And five years ago, Serbia uh, were in, in fact, they weren't in the final. They won the World Under-20 Championship, and they beat Brazil in the final. And the, the tournament was in New Zealand. Now, I don't think any of them, or hardly any of these guys are in the, the squad. Now, if they can win the World Cup against Brazil, and it's a very good tournament, that World Under-20 Championship, and they're not in the team, it tells you the level of the team. The, the, the guys are much more experienced. You know, I look at the ages of them, and they're all in their late 20s. They're nearly all in their late 20s, and that, that's an experienced international team we're playing against. The back three that they play, they've got 136 caps among the three of them, you know. Yeah. And we all know Kolarov because he played at uh, Man City, but he's now at Inter Milan. And uh, Milenkovic, he's at uh, Fiorentina. So, you know, you're talking about a really top quality football team <laughs> with I mean, the captain of Ajax in Amsterdam, Tadic, yeah. plays for them. You know, you just you go through the names of them, and you see the clubs they're playing for, and you say, "Wow, you know, these are these are top international players." So we've got a tough assignment. Yeah, when you when you're the manager, Craig, and you've got that one one final chance, as Stevie Clark will tomorrow, that that one final team talk, that one final piece of advice, is it about reminding the players that they carry the hopes of a nation? Or actually, is it just about keeping it simple and, and focusing specifically on, on the job at hand and, and not overburdening them with, with the bigger picture? 
Uh, you don't. I, I think you can be over. You know, you can complicate things too much. And also, I think if you if you appeal to their, you know, their patriotism too much, you know, it becomes they don't they don't really hear it. I, I actually think they know. The players know. They don't need to be told the importance of the fixture. And I wouldn't think that Stevie will have to say it more than once. You know, just say, look, guys, you know, a lot depends on this. And for your own career, for the the nation uh, and the, the Tartan army. And I think he just he doesn't need to get warping on and do the Braveheart stuff. He just needs to give them a calm assurance that we're a good team. And if we play the way we can play, we can beat any team. Now, eight games unbeaten is a tremendous way to go into this game. And I mean, I would be saying to the team, look, we, we don't lose games. We've not lost a goal in the last three matches. So we're going to, we're not going to lose a goal to this lot. And they'll be saying something similar, of course. But I think we've got to give them confidence and an assurance that they're good enough to win any game. And even a game away from home in a very tough environment. And we're lucky that there's no crowd there because I've been at that stadium, the Red Star Stadium, and they're, they're baying at, they're leaning over, they're baying at you. And the rest of the Partizan game in Belgrade is like Celtic Rangers game. Uh, now, the stadium will be empty, which I would think should probably favour us. Uh, the referee's from Spain. I always look to see where's the referee from. And I, I hope he's a strong, I don't know him, but I hope he's a strong referee and doesn't tend to favour the home team. And I think if we do it, if we do what we can do, I think we can win the game. Certainly hope you're right, Craig. Craig Brown, an absolute pleasure to hear from you. Of course, the last manager. And I know he doesn't like being reminded of it because it would be nice to, to change it, but a great achievement nevertheless. Thank you to Craig, the last manager, to take us to a major tournament. You never know, we might be putting that phrase in the bin if it goes well but, tomorrow night. By the way, you mentioned the Scott players being on potentially £20 a man, but I forgot to mention the 10 years free supply of tenants they're going to get <laughs> if they get through. And the rest. Thanks again to Craig. That was Craig giving us his memories of major tournaments with Scotland. What about yours though? Have you been to any? Are you lucky enough? Believe me, football fans of my age in this were envious of you guys who've had the chance to go and do it in the past. Tell us all about it. We'll hear from you next. Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday and Mark Guidi are here We want to hear from you though We want all your memories Let us know all your stories Well not all of them The clean ones About your trials and tribulations Following Scotland at major tournaments We want to know what it's like What lies in wait If we can do the business Tomorrow night We just heard from Craig Brown The last manager to do it But we want to get a fan's perspective That's the beauty of this show So get in touch and let us know 0141 951 1025 Do have a full time teaser for you uh, John has sent it in tonight So thank you to John Sending it to full time at Clyde1.com Quite a tricky one um, And I was going to do a club one Just to take us away from international football But let's just stick with it He says since 2000 11 players Aged 30 or over have made their debuts for Scotland uh, Michael Donati also sent a very similar question in So I'll give them both credit for it Since 2000, 11 players made their Scotland debut Aged 30 or older Andy Considine Yes See Andy Halliday, I've got a theory here That if you want, you need to you need to sneak in jo- with some John of the more, the more recent ones Or he's going to get them all uh, John McLaughlin Yes That's two Nine to go It's 2000 A Graham Alexander Yes Against Nigeria back in 2002 Graham Alexander Okay we'll leave it there Since 2011 players Have made their Scotland debuts Aged 30 
or older So who are the guys who came into the fold uh, Late on in their career It is a tough one I must admit 01419511025 On the phones Your memories of Scotland At a major tournament Let's do it Brendan is in Greenfield How's it going tonight Brendan? Hi guys how you doing? Not bad Take us on a trip down memory lane Well yeah I can I can remember it I can remember watching it Andy Haldy's a touch younger than me But a lot of people listening It's a It's a, a It's a long A long gone thing What's it like? It was 98 Obviously being the last time we were there Um the the vibe in Glasgow on the, the opening day with the with the opening game against the against Brazil was just unbelievable. Um, so also the, the the year I moved into my first flat. So on on that day, there was a crowd of us in the town watching the game, um, and then we ended up going out for we ended up in an Indian buffet afterwards after the game. And because I'm I'm moving into this flat like a couple of weeks later, it just sort of snowballed. It was like I can be come out of the restaurant with knives. Forks, salt and pepper, you know, all sorts of stuff. Which is, it just was getting ridiculous as to what we could get, what we could actually get out of the place with. Um, but fa- fast forward a couple of weeks to the day I actually moved in, and there was a wee hold up with the the, the, the sailors. So I, I, the day I was moving in, I literally had a, a very small window. I needed the guys to put their shoulder to the wheel and help me. Um, which they were only willing to do. But I just said, listen, guys, it's England, Argentina tonight. The infamous game that Beckham gets sent off. I says, well. You know, get get the stuff moved in, get my telly, we'll watch it all, blah, 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 you know, bachelor pad, all that sort of stuff, you know, that's, 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 let's go for it. In the game, and one of the guys, about half an hour before kickoff, one of the guys says, Where's your telly? <laughs> I mean, he um, stitched them up. I see, I've only got a 14 inch portable guy that doesn't get delivered for another couple of days, so I was not popular at all. So. But, but going back to the, the day the, the, the Brazil game what, what a vibe it was in the second centre what a vibe it was you know just a, an absolute buzz about the place you know so and that's the thing Mark Guidi if we do the business tomorrow night the game will be at hand talk about that. Brendan's talking about the buzz in Glasgow for a tournament in France what's the buzz going to be like in Glasgow for a tournament right here you know we've got Croatia and Czech Republic potentially yeah. to come at Hamden Aye, you know, it will give the, the, the nation such a lift. As, as Craig Brown was saying five minutes ago, you know, people wearing jerseys and, you know, just just the economy, particularly after the sort of last nine, eight, nine months that we've had. It'll be fantastic, Gordon. I, I can remember the, the last few, uh, clearly the disappointment of not making the last nine or ten tournaments as well. But um, the nation, Scotland, will get such a lift. I mean, you think about from tomorrow night around about ten o'clock, that could put everybody pretty much. On a high for the next eight months. It's going to be incredible. It really is. What were you seven or something at the time? Seven, I bang on seven. Remember it? Uh, I'd be lying if I said I did. But not uh, at all. No, no. But I, 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 I want to because I can't remember. I want to try and experience yeah. that myself. So, you know, to be ninety minutes away. Mm. And, you know, I think what Mark said there's important as well. What it could do for the economy and people's even mental state mm-hmm. after the. Yeah. You know, you're talking about ah, the, the lead up for the next eight months. Back of how the last eight massive. months people have had so. It's uh, it could be a huge lift for everyone, so you know, fingers crossed and wish wish the boys all the best. I mean, I do I do remember it. I actually remember Euro '96 as well. Just about Mark. That's that's mm-hmm. my limit. That's my my yeah. cut off. Um, that was obviously quite close by. So I was uh-huh. aware of people like family members and stuff going to Euro '96 who don't even really care that much about football, but yeah. they went because they could. And now I, I would do anything to get. Uh, know, I remember to, to get it was there. Gary penalty. Guys are scoring the goal. The dentist chair celebration. Andy Gorham. And goals, and I've told you the story. Right? You've we've told it on air. You know, meeting Yuri Geller a few years later and telling us how 
you know, he moved the ball, then bending a spoon in front of us, all that kind of stuff. It was all connected to that game. So, oh, I was there then. But funny when Craig Brown was on, I was just going to say if we, if we get a chance at one of the, the kind of highlights, it's a great photo as um, Alan McCoy's at Villa Park scoring against Switzerland and the great celebration on, on Ali and Craig Brown's face as he said I think Alec Miller might have been standing beside him as well so we snippets at that, that that stick in your memory you know the, the, the kilts the guys turn mm. up with the kilts in, the, uh, in Paris for so the, you, you, the you'd, opening you'd game you'd have been in the stadium for the Brazil game no, do no, you know what? I, what? I was doing Morocco Norway oh really um, you were on that opposition night. I, was, watch, I was sent right. to opposition for, for the opening game Short and um, uh, I and, and, and ended up uh, ended up was, was doing co-commentary with, with John Barnes and the BBC uh, that night uh, for that game, so um, that was uh, that was good fun. But then I was there for the for the final game when Scotland played um, Morocco. But I, I mean, being and, at tournaments and, and, and is, is, is Craig Brown right? I mean, did did we go out in in disgrace in ninety? I mean, that's that's unthinkable. Oh, having, oh, no, no, play, now, play, now, squad were hammered. You couldn't care less what happens when we get there. Oh, hammered. Yeah, absolutely yeah. hammered. You look back, and again, that's before social media, so everything was about the newspapers. And, and obviously your, your television and, and radio, Radio Clyde, mm. uh, were there as well. But oh no, they they got it absolutely tight. Yeah, mm. for sure. Um, Brendan, can we do the business tomorrow? Are you gonna you're gonna have to repay your mates all these years later? You'll need to get a big sixty inch flat screen and get them well, all round. I was I was listening to Craig Brown there, and he was he was talking about you know about the guys that are playing for Ajax and Inter Milan and all that sort of stuff. You know, but you know. We've got guys that play for Liverpool and Man United and, and Arsenal's and all these teams, you know. So, you know, they're, they're every bit as, as, as good a team, if not better, than, than what these teams are. So, it's it's certainly it's it's going to be that it's going to be a hard game being away, but the the no fans in the stadiums is probably going to level it. Um, and you know, we just we just got to do do our best. Um, just before I go, guys, just a quick word to Mark, 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 my older brother, who's your PE teacher at St Thomas's, Thomas Aquinas, Jim. So Jim Lally Aye Aye Aye, aye I know, I know Jim well Bumped into him A couple of times Aye I like aye. I like Jim A lot of time for him Aye no, listen, he, he never said a bad word About you Mark He's always He always said Anytime he's he's requested help For you for Different things to do With charity And whatnot You've always stepped up mate So No he was great He was a, he was a good uh, P teacher And kept in touch Even after Obviously I left school more than 30 years ago uh, 35 years ago But uh, aye No Jim was um, No really good Really uh, very fond of uh, Jim Tell him I was asking for him We would praise for Mark Weedy And Andy Haldy on the same show it's Make, me feel, a, night, make me feel a wee bit uneasy If you want to fire abuse their way Let's hear it 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB Roddy Wiley says uh, An Italia 90 highlight Was being in Genoa In the 2-1 win v Sweden Then in Brazil In Turin Lost 1-0 But I swapped my kilt For a lovely Brazilian ladies Brazil top (laughs) (laughs) I'll leave that one there It's half past seven I don't think this show Can afford to go down that road We still have a job By the time the game Comes round tomorrow Uh, What else have we got um, JP says I was living in Middlesex at the time My sister and I had a massive salt tyre Flying off the veranda A week before the tournament uh, This was quickly copied around the street Albeit all St George's crosses No animosity amongst the community um, I, I assume that was 98 as well um, I mean th- these are the types of memories I expected I, I've just skimmed Alfie West's tweet And the word that jumps out at me is uh, We all had a cargo That's the, <laughs> that's the sentence that's, uh, that's jumped out at me He says the whole country was buzzing But it was normal back then uh, to be at every tournament That is right um, Rob Johnson He was only 12 And he went to Scotland Brazil in 98 Jealous Very jealous indeed Let's bring in Glenda uh, From Uddingston What's your story What's your memory tonight Hi Good evening panel um, We A group of us 12 of us um, Had bought tickets 
and a flight through a travel agent to go to the open game of 98 World Cup. However, as it transpires, they couldn't get our tickets. The travel agent apparently had been given away to um, corporate clients. But the travel agent still put on the flight, refunded us all our money. So if we were in the airport that morning, this guy with his friend was there. He couldn't. The, the friend was just giving him a lift in, didn't have a ticket to go. Transpires we had an extra ticket for the game. So we gave him the ticket for nothing. We all travelled over to Paris, um, to France, had a great time. Went to a McDonald's outside the stadium just before the match and we were ordering some burgers. This French chap said, oh, I'll order them for you, help you out. He ordered what we thought was burgers, disappeared. And when it came, it was 12 ice creams he'd ordered, not burgers. Nightmare. Um, well, it was yeah, quite funny. So we but we enjoyed the experience. We watched the game on the big screen outside the stadium with all the Brazilian supporters. Had a fabulous day. Got got to the airport for the last flight home, and there was a bomb scare. So we actually didn't go home until the early hours. Of like, the next- like an actual bomb scare, or are you talking about one of the Scotland defenders, Glenda? Because that's the type of terminology we usually associate with Scotland's defending at times. <laughs> you know, it was an actual bomb scare. <laughs> but we had a great time And oh, you know Just living our memories forever but And the thing is Glenda I suppose at the time I bet you thought There would be another chance To do it in two years Or two years after that And so on And, and here we are Yeah Absolutely However we'll be sitting In front of the television Tomorrow night Supporting them all the way yeah, bring Fingers it. crossed Absolutely Fingers crossed indeed I must admit Andy Haldy I'm, I'm now starting to think about this So can you not remember anything Before the age of seven Is that what you're telling us No do you know the International wise uh, the, the earliest sort of memories I can remember Was like 2002 So it was like R9 right, okay. Ronaldo with, with Brazil and stuff like that So I, I, listen, I, I, I mean you're like 11 by this I point I know but I've, I've never <laughs> I've never said I've got the best memory in the world Usually my memory's Japan. good When it comes to football to be fair. Japan 2002 Aye that was a good tournament Brazil, but Germany final Brazil, Germany final that, Yokohama That was us at the stage Where we had stopped Qualifying uh, But then but, You know Just listening to Glenda Mark That's that's the idea You know Maybe not even getting to the game But, but being able to go Being able to savour the atmosphere it's, What it means to people These stories It's memories gone never leave it's, just, it's great memories that, You know If um, You know if, 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 if you know, It's amazing Andy's what 29 30 You're 30 31 whatever it is, But you know Probably if you're under the age of 30 You won't remember Scotland being at a major yeah. tour You won't have real proper uh, Memories You think about everybody You know So Let's think that from, from people that are 7 or 8 Boys and girls that are 7 or 8 years old just now Hopefully 25, 30 They're talking about when the Euros was at Hamden And the Euros was in Scotland And Steve Clark and the, and the boys Whatever, whatever happens result wise I, I don't care Just as long as we as we get there And, and, and as again you know, we're, we're just over 24 hours away from the whole country Being in an absolute high And there's no divide It's no about Rangers It's no about Celtic It's no about 10 in a row Or stopping 10 in a row It's about the whole country coming together and that's something to get really excited about Absolutely Thank you to Glenda and Uddingson For sharing memories of France 98 We can go further back if you want I think both so far have been France 98 You got any memories of travelling abroad with Scotland Because we're jealous of you uh, the, the youngsters amongst us jealous uh, That you've had the chance To go and experience it Wouldn't it be quite something Hopefully um, We can do the business tomorrow night in Belgrade I think I mean The Brazil game Mark we, To be it at that level Against that mm. opposition It was the iconic Yellow yeah. strip And it, we came Relatively close To doing something As uh, well didn't o- o- The opening of the The tournament The privilege of um, Of opening it As I said The Scotland players With the kilts Or even Gary McAllister Being part Even though Gary Unfortunately missed out 
um, through injury, John Collins get, getting the, the the penalty kick and scoring it and get his back in the game. Then the, uh, was it Tam Boyd with the with the own goal? Um, you know, again the, the formation that we were playing just now. You know, Craig Brown had, had that formation. It was all a solid back three. You had Colin Hendry, Colin Calderwood, and Tam Boyd. Um, then then you'd maybe like Craig Burley as a right wing back or uh, Christian Daly as a left wing back. So it was a real solid um, team. You know that does you know Andy the, the kind of the graveyard shifts get up and down but that's what they that's what they built it on was that solid back three stroke back five and, and again just as we are just now spoilt for choice between Andy Gorham and uh, and Jim Layton so that was a, it was a right good team we had back then I remember I, I, like, I know it's, I was 16 at this point it was 2007 I remember the obviously the Scotland Italy game at Hamden for a, the last chance we had to qualify and, uh, just one thing I remember about that day was just the streets were empty. Everybody was either inside their house so or five inside the pub. Wasn't it? Yeah, inside the house. Or inside the, pub, uh, the pubs watching it, and I remember when when Barry Ferguson scored that goal, looking at the street, and it was just one neighbour just running <laughs> down the street. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I executive travel. Uh, I executive travel tour says my dad managed to get tickets for all three games in France. Pulled me out of school, telling them I had the old sickness and diarrhoea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, had a great time in France. Got back to school and. Teacher made a big point in asking how I was feeling, and before I before I knew it, uh, the TV was turned on. Here's me bouncing up and down in the crowd during the opening ceremony. Proud life moment right there. Oh, you couldn't even be angry at that, no, could you? No, I'd been, been seeing we were talking about it as well because we've not had it for a long time at international level. But see the scramble for a ticket for that opening game, that Brazil Scotland game, 1998. God, honest to God, what a and you're talking major celeb superstars, everybody. Mm. Try to get a hold of a ticket Incredible uh, Boris is on saying Stop, stop, stop We're talking too optimistically We'll fail again Wise up That's the spirit Boris Nice and optimistic We're just trying to see What could lie ahead No one's, We know it's going to be tough uh, Joe Carroll I was there at, uh, This is serious I tell you, I was there in France 98 uh, And I've still not been home <laughs> I spent two years in Lyon And on the way home Stopped in Blackpool Was there for 14 years And moved to Southend Five years ago Seriously Joe you need to give us a phone I thought he was still Trying to finish him, him and Glenda's 12 ice cream <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Glenda's tickets Or something Were going to get stolen I didn't realise It was going to be A, a McFlurry debacle uh, I want Joe to give us a phone Did he seriously go to France And, and never return home That's quite a story Right um, What about this teaser We're looking for 11 players Since 2000 Who made their Scotland debuts Aged 30 Or older You've got Andy Considine And John McLaughlin Two very recent ones And Graham Alexander Sorry Russell Martin no Matt Jokes Yep Kevin McDonald Nope <sighs> I think this one's a set Gordon Greer Yes Oh great shoot I was worried you were going to bring absolutely nothing to the table tonight So Aye, I'm, well, I'm glad I'll, I'll take my one I'm glad you got one in Well done Gordon Greer's A great shoot Any more For any more did, did, I remember Scotland played Mexico And I remember there was a few debutants that night Uh like Jamie Murphy made his Scotland debut But obviously he's not above that right, I remember you, there was a few you're that You're in night. the right neck of the woods Not the Mexico game The Peru game The Peru same game, game Same I. trip There's only one though And Oh no John McLaughlin was one So you've got that already And then there was one against Peru Over 30 There's also one You've missed the most recent one Even, more, even more recent than Andy Considine Somehow If that's possible Because he got on in the game Andy Considine started The game previous was it, was it the last was game it we Paul played? Paul Hanlon? Yes, Paul Hanlon. Oh, he's uh, his teammate. 
Lewis Stevenson Brilliant Well done oh, Lewis yeah. Stevenson Okay we'll leave it there well, well, uh, We'll get the rest of the answers next we've, we've got domestic football tonight as well We'll take a look at some of the Betfred Cup games It's just As I'm sure you can sympathise um, Very much Scotland on the minds uh, Tonight Here's my tenuous link To Hamden Something Another thing we want to help out with tonight I'm actually going along uh, To give blood at Hamden Next Thursday And uh, we're trying to help build a bit of support For the Scottish National Blood Transfusion Service There's a season of blood donation sessions At football grounds across the country uh, if you fancy that at Thursday the 19th of November I think you still can look into that at Hamden uh, There's also another one at Partick Thistle On the 9th of December Don't worry about what tier you're in or anything like that It's still very much classed as an essential activity However, you do need to make an appointment in advance If you're fitting well, you're between 17 and 65 Even if you've never done it before It's a great time to start So find your nearest session and book in at scottblood.co.uk Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Guidi and Andy Haldy are here I'm going to leave you at the end of the show with a nice treat tonight See if you thought that you were perhaps struggling to get up for the game Or you're already up for it I'm going to take it on to a new level The creative types in here at Clyde One If you've already seen it on Twitter They've created a brilliant video You can check it out at Clyde SSB And if not, I'm just going to play the soundtrack to, to end the show tonight Just to make sure everybody is suitably Pumped up for the game tomorrow uh, I, I was feeling pretty good I've been feeling pretty excited But I've just had my day ruined By Andy Haldy Who told me he's got his Christmas decorations up already <laughs> Mark Guidi Are you having that? No. Are you seriously? What it's Remembrance November Day the 11th? No come on that, that is taking it too far Come on I know but I just feel as if It's a year where that That wee extra bit of Christmas cheers <laughs> needed You might as well just stick them up August then You're not <laughs> well, I needed it since March See if it was up for my girlfriend She'd have done that Don't worry You're not getting out of this No chance That's not on <laughs> Like full shooting match Tree the lot no, no, the tree's not up yet right. But the decorations have started Listen, if Scotland get beaten tomorrow It's getting ripped in <laughs> Whatever <laughs> Honestly uh, I, I can't, Do you know what? The people over the back from me Have got their tree up I noticed it as well But I just assumed they were a one-off I can't believe other people It's not as bad as this. you Wait until after December the 5th To put it up I think that's worse I, I did let that secret out of the bag during the, but that's my birthday. I think it's only fair that I get my I get my big moment, <laughs> and, then, and then we do it after that. What's wrong with that? Um, yeah, if you have any thoughts on the football, the World Cup memories, Andy Haldy's Christmas decorations, whatever it may be, get them in. Uh, I'm 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 confident that we're not going to get support for you on that. I don't think so. I think maybe the odd one, but nah, I'm not sure. I'm really we'll not see. sure. Um, what else have we got? Uh, John Simpson's actually sent some. Some picture. It's a painting actually of of his of his mates in France in '98. That's an absolute cracker. Uh, it doesn't really work in radio, obviously. <laughs> Brian Marshall does the same. Full France '98. All the guys, face paints, hats, tops, all the rest of it looks brilliant. God, I need I need to shout this one out. Oh, for the teaser, go. Aye, because I've I've just thought, and it's Craig Craig Brown's team. Come back to two thousand. Um, go for it. Two thousand one. John O'Neill. No. Andy, did you get any during the break or are you just thinking about what colour tinsel you're going to add when you get in tonight? I was just revelling in right, my Lewis okay. Stevenson shout. That was a good shout, to be fair. No, I took, cause I know that Craig Brown... Right, you've got Hanlon, Considine, Paul. McLaughlin, Stevenson, Greer, Jilks, Alexander. Um, they're all in between Alexander and Jilks. So you've kind of got, you've got all the recent ones. Um... So you're getting a There's a current manager in there There's another guy who's been a manager But is involved in a, another high profile role In Scottish football at the moment uh, Malky McKay uh, Yes There's a, a TV pundit in there as well Stevie Thompson No 
Alright we'll leave it there Kev, Let's... Ken, Kevin Thompson No Let's bring in William Chris Amalumo Yes Chris Amalumo There we go Right only two to get um, We'll leave it there Let's bring in William William what have you got for us You got a memory of a A Scotland appearance At a major tournament I have boys uh, Good evening to you uh, Hi, I was in the France 98 uh, My sister phoned us up I think I was actually Still in the house For the Brazil game and uh, I don't remember much about the Norway game, but uh, my sister phoned us up and said she'd get two tickets for the Morocco game. So we jumped in the car, and uh, <laughs> 20 years later, we're in the south of France in uh, St Etienne, you know. So uh, my brother-in-law, he was already there. He he went to three games. He had a wee camper van. Uh, so he was travelling around uh, France and the, uh, Paris down to St Etienne, and I don't remember where the uh, Norway game was, but uh, for 20, 20 years later we were in St Etienne and uh, it was just uh, an unbelievable experience you know you, when you think back about it uh, obviously the wine was flowing and we were playing a game of football at 4 o'clock in the morning you know so in this uh, it was like a tented village place where there was more homes and uh, just all sorts of different vehicles you know and we got a wee a big sidey gone, you know, at four o'clock in the morning. Big sidey, we heard that for ages. That. A big sidey, a big sidey. I so uh, I mean, I must admit, when we came out the game, uh, the Morocco fans, some of the Morocco fans were still celebrating. I think they thought they'd qualified, you know, but I think Norway got a, a great result against Brazil. So I think a few of the boys told them, and their faces dropped, you know, that uh, Norway had actually won, you know, but. Uh, just all the memories and, and Mark touched on a good point earlier He says it's not about rivalries I mean It's probably the only time I get to cuddle Rangers fans You know <laughs> Because it doesn't really matter You know When you're in When you've got that Scotland jersey on You've got your kilt gone And you're in that You're in the stadium It's just one It's just one for It's just one nation You know And it's a great It's a, it's an absolute And tremendous experience For MD that wants to Hope that hope that it can uh, experience it in the future. You know, Are you seeing I any? Know. I know it's really difficult to compare eras, and it's so far apart. Are you seeing, having looked at those teams in the past, William, are you seeing anything within this current group that you think is similar, or, or fills you with belief that we can do it this time? I must admit, I thought we really had. A, I mean, back then we really had a great. We had a, we had a great midfield like we've got just now. Uh, we had Burley Lambert, Burley Lambert. And Collins, I think yep. it was, you know, the three. And at the back, we had David Weir, and I think it was Colin Hendry. Tom Boyd was great, you know, so we had a right good, solid, solid team. We didn't really have a great striking partnership. I think, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think, I think if you if you look at the two teams, I think, I think we've probably got much a muchness. So I think we've got a great, solid base. I think we've got great midfielders, and we've we've got. I think we've got a wee bit more attacking threat than we did for that '98 team. Uh, I think with Simon Donnelly and that, and Darren Jackson, and these guys, you I know. Think, I think Jury and Jackson started, didn't they? And yeah, uh, against Jackson? Brazil. Okay, yeah. yeah, I think so. Kevin Gallagher played as well, actually. Um, but no, listen, not, that, that's the thing. You, we, we do. We've got good players. We know that there are there are areas within the squad in the starting eleven even that that could be stronger, but. There's a lot to get excited about Hopefully 
uh, we can do the business because it's tough opposition. We've got to acknowledge that as well. You know, it's a bit home, and Craig Brown again made another great point. You know, I mean, what a bonus it is not having to face that partisan crowd. Um, so that right away. Brings a wee, a wee bit more level to it, but you know, if we have to be honest, I would make Serbia 70 30 favourites to, to win the game, but we can still pull it off. And as I say, just keep it tight. We've had clean sheets in the past, even though we were criticised for the Czech Republic performance, it was a backs to the wall against us, so we're used to kind of hanging on and, and digging in. So we can do it, hopefully, we can do it. That's that. Thank you very much, William and Craig. End right, two more on the teaser. Said there was a current manager in there in Scotland. Mm-hmm. It's not Derek McInnes It is Derek McInnes oh. He was 31 Denmark 2002 Was playing for West Brom At the time Right last one You'll never get it No offence He It was Canada 2002 Must have been a friendly He was at Birmingham At the time Paul Devlin Yeah Paul Devlin What a shout It's a great is. shout isn't it oh. Really good shout That's a guy Had kept snakes as a pet he used to have snakes as pets, but still do. There we go. Yeah. That was one of his interviews, yes. Yeah, yeah, snakes. Ryan Kent, he's talking about. Ryan Kent keeps snakes, doesn't he? Aye. Oh, not for me, that. I must oh, admit. No. Oh, no. Right. No. Uh, thank you to Mark and Andy. Tomorrow is the big day, so I'm going to leave you on this note. If you've been struggling to get up for the game, we're going to sort that out for you. If you're already up for it, we're about to take it up a notch. The folks at Clyde One have created this for you. Hopefully, you enjoy it. We'll see you at six o'clock tomorrow. Oh, the summertime has come And the trees are sweetly blooming And the wild mountain time Grows around the blooming heather Will you go, Lassie, go? And we'll all go together We've been saying that for 22 years through the ups and the downs the beers and the tears we've believed before that we'd take our chance we dared to dream and we'll always have France Magic from James McFadden he's a genius again for Scotland but from those dreams we were always woke and still we sang like we were in on the joke cause there's always a next time but next time is this time, and it's about time, long past time, that we do it for those that became immortal, for Jordan, for Sunus, for Law and Oglish, for those that died trying, for Thaddy, for Fletcher, for Strachan and McLeish, for Bertie and Walter and Miller and Brown, for every wee pub in every wee town, for every wee lassie decked to ever strip. For every wee lad that refuses to quit For every hill and every plain For the bold King Eddie And thinking again For 22 years Of waiting and waiting For the sake of Tam Boyd For the sake of Jim Layton For wild mountain time And a purple heather For us The Tartan Army and we'll all go together. This time. Our time. Well, you go. I'll see you.